Letting Go of Me to Become Like Him, Chapter 4, Given the Grace to Grow. Giving the grace to grow is about being given the time to mature. It's only now that I can write this book because I have an understanding of why growing was necessary. I had to write this book because this is the way God would have me to teach people through my own testimonies of the process of getting to know him better. This is not about me, but about you. After reading or listening to this book, it should lead you to ask questions for yourselves. Like who has God sent to you in your lifetime to teach you about him? Who has he put in your life for you to be a blessing to? Are you over yourself enough to let it be his time in your life? Have you sat at his feet? And if so, what is it like for you? Do you recognize the time that God has given you to grow? Being given the grace to grow was about developing my character with a lot of humility and understanding the importance of having integrity. It was about being consistent, which took the longest to comprehend, because what matters is growing only with the right motives and intents towards every assignment that I may be asked to do, making sure I don't try to build my own kingdom along the way and by being ungrateful for where I am needed. The grace to grow began when God told me to leave man's job in order to learn how to serve. It was when he told me to sell my new home that I had for only six years and take nothing with me to learn not to value things but his voice. It was when he said to move three hours away with no other instructions or directions to learn obedience is better than sacrifice. Growing continued when after three months of living with family, I went from having a home to living in an apartment to learn not to despise small beginnings. Growing would become part of the process as God would then send my husband Chris to Puerto Rico for nine months to work just for me to learn his name is still Emmanuel for he is still with me. Growing pains is what I felt one morning to wake up and tell my oldest son at home at the time to go warm up the car so that I can take them to school for him to only come back confused because it's not there. It's been repossessed. A moment in my life where I felt embarrassed, ashamed, and relieved of the $650 car payment being no more of a burden all at the same time. Not to mention paying the rent on the new apartment and the mortgage on the house before it was sold. However, this is when I learned, like Job, the Lord didn't need to give me an answer to why I was going through what I was going through, because it was his assurance that I had to know that no weapon formed against me would prosper. It was the assurance of knowing the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. It was the assurance that of knowing when there was nothing else left, all I had was God. It was the assurance that by rediscovering my real prosperity was in my relationship with Jesus, not my possessions. He can do it again, and he did. Developing over time was always uncomfortable, but it was what was needed to strengthen me to be prepared to go even further to a place 15 hours away in Texas from everything that I had ever known to learn that I could not stay around what was familiar because I would only do what I have always seen. Exposure, experience, and a new atmosphere was part of the growth that was called expansion. I was reminded of when God told Abram to leave his country your people and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. It was this story that gave me hope in the new place. 
Expansion was scary. It was grand. It was abundance. It was like trying to see everything all at once while you are sightseeing doing 80 miles an hour on the highway, but you can't. There was so much to take in that I didn't know where to start. Ministry was no longer what I had only seen it to be. I saw prison inmates graduating to earn their GED in a church service. I saw those same inmates go through a program to actually be hired by companies that stood by their word to do so. I saw wells of water being built in Africa. I saw a live demonstration of what the art of the covenant would have been like. I no longer had to imagine. I saw people being recruited as evangelists to go out into the streets and corners to tell someone about Jesus. I saw preachers and teachers given a chance to be used in their capacity. But what I saw that I had never seen before was a community that came together with different views and contrast political opinions. These were pews filled with judges, police officers, chiefs, Republicans, Democrats, and others. I saw sitting on the same row rap artists sitting beside gospel artists as people who also needed to hear the Lord. In the room, I was amongst a king and queen and children from Africa. All the while, I wondered, how did I ever make it here? I found out how vulnerable I was in a place not knowing the culture, the community, or where I fit in. Yet I was learning that none of that mattered because I was sent by God himself. It was one thing for me to be gradually learning and growing, and it was all about me. Nonetheless, it was something totally different when God said homeschool. I learned I wasn't learning or growing alone. It was a family affair. Growing involved me to do things that I had never done before. It challenged me in areas that I didn't care to grow in. I learned by God telling Chris and I to do the True Dominion Ministries podcast that everything he was asking us to do was already inside of us. I learned that God's instructions and directions were to help us get to this place called now. As I look back, no matter what interruption, circumstance, or situation came our way, it wasn't there to stay. I learned this too shall pass. God was and still is my source, my supply, and my surplus. Growing in him was not based on how I wanted to grow, but how I needed to grow. This is a lifetime's work. But while I'm on the narrow path, I'm going to stick to what gets me through the journey, and that's praying without ceasing and reading his word to eat of him daily, that I would always have no need to hunger and thirst after anything else but him. It was the word of God that was being preached that kept the people coming back to fill the seats at the Potter's House of Dallas. Not T.D. Jakes, not the stage, not the musicians, not the building, not the celebrities. It was the word that he kept the main thing. It was Jesus that he gave them. It was the presence of the Lord that you walked into before the service started. It was the flow and the rhythm of God that I never knew existed until now. I learned God had placed me in a room that I once only talked about entering. And for two years, I got a seat at the table. I was invited. I was a guest. I ate well. The serving was like no other. Every plate was satisfying that I would return for more. This was a feast. This was a reward. Not for man, but from my father in heaven. And for that, I will forever be grateful. I must now teach what I have learned and be the inspiration for someone else. God took away from the girl in that white suit the pride of life and added eternal life. She had to give up her life in order to gain life 
so that she could now start to becoming more like him.